Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. Dear all, very glad to introduce CareVoice and how we became a leading Asian health insurance tech over the past four years and why we will make health insurance more human. First, we had the potential to become a multi-billion company as our addressable market. A small piece of health insurance premium is worth 100 billion US and we are among the very few health insurance tech. Less than 10% of the insurance tech are addressing health insurance products and services because of the complexity of crossing two industries, health and insurance. Why now? Insurance plus health services is not new. Since the historic player discovery that created and licensed to few other insurers the health engagement program Vitality, there have been a boom in digital health. But actually, a very few players are taking the advantage of the, of, the, of, the, of the wave, like Oscar or incumbent Pingan. And most insurers struggle uh, with health and customer engagement. So actually, why? It's because they are lagging behind in technology, especially to put together a connected ecosystem necessary in health insurance. As a result, they have other gaps, customer engagement, generic and non-customer centric insurance product and cannot tap into affinity channels requiring more specific value proposition fully digitized. With CareVoice OIS, the first healthcare operating system for insurers, they can operate like digital health insurers. They can deploy innovative customer engagement and health services. And to speed up the adoption of our enterprise software, we also bring them a turnkey with our customer facing brand Bloom to design and launch population specific health insurance and unlock new commercialization model. Here is infrastructure and health ecosystem of our open platform. With its foundation layer and our insurance domain, our middleware can plug and play with any insurers. Together with our application layer, our cure and care valuable services for insurance members, we bring configuration and flexibility to deploy any customer engagement and for any plan, for any channels, with any health applications. Indeed, we curate and integrate the best of technologies and services for health insurance. Finally, our APIs enable any front end, our own app, and insurer or from channel front ends. To speed up adoption of CareVoice OS, we designed a family-minded insurance portfolio for millennials, addressing specifically their needs according to their life stage or lifestyle, for instance, for sport enthusiasts or young professional ladies. Beside relevancy to customers, we bring also to insurers multiple entry points and extended customer lifetime value. It has been a perfect fit to draft fast the first adoption by insurers since Bloom Team, a medical insurance for startups and SMEs launched with Pingan in mainland China and with Genali in Hong Kong, we have been launching since mid last year at least two new products per quarter with multiple insurers in mainland Hong Kong. And this is accelerating, including for new markets entry in Southeast Asia and Europe. Through either these new product or by servicing existing policies holders of insurers, we help them to sell more through the values of combining uh, health services with insurance to reach 50% onboarding rate and engage our customers, translating into high renewal rate and finally generating savings, especially through lower claims ratio. Thanks to these financial values driving top uh, and bottom line for insurers, insurers let us charge a 0.5 to 5% of insurance premium, which is our core revenue, a tech recurring fee, which is already representing 50% of our total revenues and will keep increasing by servicing more policyholders of insurers. And our technology roadmap will fuel this goal. First, by delivering CareVoice OS 2.0, focusing on service and health technologies, we will make our platform fully decentralized and flexible. And then by providing, by profiling policyholders and providing complementary risk assessment, we will be a full stack health insurance technology partner for insurers. In terms of competitive landscape, we have no equivalent yet. We stand out by being focused in health and by having reached the third stage of integration of various services and within health insurance value chain so that we can be positioned as enabling digital health insurance. 
Since our Series A, we have kept accelerating and reached an inflection point. With 3.5 times year-on-year -year growth, we are heading to over 3 million US annualized run rate for revenues invoiced to insurers with 50% of recurring revenue. The sales of our own portfolio under Bloom brand is also accelerating strongly with over 2 million US ARR for premium sold, set times year-on-year -year growth, a great showcase for insurers who can amplify and replicate this. As a result, we keep signing more and more insurers and have successfully expanded from mainland China to Hong Kong and now South Asia and Europe. We have more than 30 insurance player clients, nearly triple since the Series A. 90% of them keep working with us and already 30% of them adopting Carevoice OS 2.0. We have already multiple uh, multi-country deal with Prudential Life, the number one US life and health insurer. Beyond insurers, we keep expanding our connected ecosystem for health insurance with service partners and smart channels where we enable uh, relevant health services and uh, insurance for their customers. And as a result, by partnering with more insurers and more channels, our serviceable members uh, reach 4 million. We have now a solid foundation in our core market, while we can expand efficiently in new geographies and triple our addressable market. From here, by scaling Bloom portfolio, by getting our infrastructure adopted by three times more insurers and be in 10 markets, we get, can reach our three-year high achievable goal of 100 million US. We'll be then well positioned to enable digital health insurance for any players such as channels or apps and become the Shopify for health insurance, providing another wave of growth. We have the right team. I'm Sebastian, CEO, and I have two co-founders as well as a solid complementary leadership team members. We have a solid track record in startups and large companies in healthcare insurance technology with multiple founder and exit experiences. We raised so far 10 million US and have been supported by top VCs from pre-A round with SOSV and Hightow to our A round with global Chinese fintech fund APIS and Loon. We are raising now 15 to 20 million US and are already at pre-closing stage for B1 round. Thank you very much. Here are a couple of awards, including top 25 Chinese Introtech and top 20 global Introtech. Thank you and happy to take any question. Thank you, Care Voice. Any questions? Hi. George, you go first. You want Bill to start? Okay, Bill, yes. George wants you to oh. start first. Okay, uh, wow, that was about you know 50,000 RPM, Sebastian, but I think I'm trying to pick up some of what you said, okay? <laughs> so Sorry for the speed. I'm trying to understand. I mean, I is so Bloom, I'm trying to get the Bloom is the insurance business. CareVoice OS is the, in, the infrastructure Maybe. technology. Yes, exactly. That, so, okay. So, and Bloom is our, yeah. Okay. Bloom is our, is our consumer facing brand that insurance can use. And uh, it can also, we have a team that can implement and launch this product as a showcase of how to use our technology platform. But actually the main goal and already is to service the, ex the existing policyholder of insurers. But to get them adopting it, you start with a new product that we launch under the Bloom brand and even help them to launch this product. And then gradually the insurers now can adopt the platform across their policyholders. Okay, it, it felt like you were competing with the insurers, but I mean, do you make Bloom a white label inside or? Um, so Bloom is actually is always with an insurer as a partner. There is always several underwriters, several insurers behind each of the products. So it's it's a value we generate for insurers. We help them to generate premium and, and, and also to, to test this kind of new value proposition. So it's not in competition with them. It's really to help an insurer to quickly launch new product and using our technology platform. And by doing so, then they realize the value on a specific population and then they can adapt it across uh, their policyholders. Okay, okay, all right, thanks. <laughs> yep, George, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, so my question is, well, uh, does your product 
will help build up uh, confidence and trust among insurers, between insurers and uh, customers, as this issue is getting more serious, well, particularly in China. For instance, will it help elaborate the blurred and tiny wording of statements on the corner of the policies, insurance policies? I think, yes, to some extent, it's not the core, it's not the core problems that we are solving. I think here it's more about maybe, um, uh, yeah, there are maybe different, different ways to do this, but I think the, the, how we can contribute to it is that insurance company, instead of, of just providing a, a risk coverage, they can start to bring a more relevant value proposition for specific population and, and bring the health services that help their, their customers to stay healthy or uh, uh, access medical services, but also to make very easy to understand the benefits. Because part of the, of the trust issue is that people have our time to understand uh, the benefit and how to use it. So as soon as an insurance use KRSOS and a and more digitalized health insurance value proposition, then it's much easier for any insurance member to understand their benefit, how they can use it, and, and how to, they, 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 um, uh, they can further be supported by an insurance. Thank you. Hi, Sebastian. And I have a question. How is your offering fundamentally different from an online multi-brand insurance broker? Uh, and especially in the sense that, you know, if you have to go acquire individual customers to use your app versus if I have a brokerage, you know, I could use sales reps just to acquire the customer to buy the insurance, you know, and offer them more of a, a, a in-person services, right? Yeah. So first, you know, what is at the core of Kairos is not about acquisition of customer. It's really about a technology platform that empower insurers to service their policyholders. Right, to bring health services to their policyholders. That's that's the core. What I've described to Bloom, this is a, a kind of a first showcase, a quick way for working with insurers on specific population. Now to your point about the difference versus a digital broker. Yeah, their, their business is really to acquire customer and sell whatever policies, but they don't have anywhere uh, a technology platform and a health ecosystem allowing to create health services to their customers. And for proof, you know, uh, Shwedi or Waterdrop, is coming to us to help them to start to create more value to their customer because as an online broker, today they are just like selling policies. And, and what is critical, I think, is, is, in, is to combine health, service, and insurance. And this, this is our, our tech stack that we bring to insurers. All right, any other questions? Okay. Yes. A quick one. So in the operating system, the middleware, what's the most crucial part in your system? I would say there are three key pieces. The, the, the foundation layer is where we have encapsulated all the logic of different type of insurance product and how it connects with benefits, how we, and it's, it's allow us to plug and play with insurers to exchange policyholder data and claim data. So by mimicking what is in the core system of the insurers, we can easily deploy with any insurers and then configure any type of customer experience. That's, that's one of core assets that we built over time. The second one is this um, application layer where we have our health and, and wellness uh, applications, so those valuable services for, for insurance members. So here, this is also very valuable because this is ultimately what, what, what differentiate and what bring um, a totally new value proposition between an insurer and their customers. So this, we are curating innovative technology and services, and, and then we integrate them into a one single customer journey that insurance can adapt for different insurance plan, different population and different channels. And the last piece is, we created now this as an infrastructure with API. So it means that we can enable any front-end 
um, developer to work on it. So this is really this concept of open platform, which is very good because then we can not only use our app to service insurers, but then we can empower uh, insurance app or even the channel can have and retain the customer. And this is where it can feed in the longer term a Shopify model uh, for health insurance. All right, thank you so much, Clear Voice, for the presentation. Thank you. Welcome, thank you all the judge for the questions. Thank you. Next up, we're having Najit joining us from Philippines. Good. Oh, well, hello everyone. I think let me be the first to state the obvious. In the last year alone, our, our world has changed significantly, but the fundamentals of what makes a business successful are still the same. Make money, increase productivity, keep talent. In the last few years of operation, our technology has helped our clients increase their productivity by 500%, retain their talent twice as long, multiply, multiply their sales by 600%. And we've achieved this by combining behavioral science and AI into an intelligent platform that allows organizations to scale behavior change with intelligent nudging. So what's a nudge? A nudge is a prompt that changes behavior. It's used in public policy to change how people behave towards different laws and regulations. We're one of the first in Asia to plug that nudge into an AI platform to help businesses motivate their people in a unique and personalized way and increase productivity in the bottom line. So why does a nudge work? We have a system one mind, we have a system two mind. System one, uh, it's evolved over millions and millions of years. It's automatic, it reacts quickly. System two is logical and it takes time uh, to boot up. In, in, in effect, it's a slower kind of computer. Uh, so that means that more often than not, we act on things based on what we feel and not what we think. Yet companies are aggregating so much data, collecting data without considering the other side of the equation data needs people to act on them. Data needs to be able to be uh, turned into a decision that makes sense for a company. So with Nudget, we humanize your data. We have over 10,000 actionable nudges based on behavioral science and 3,000 recommended solutions that corporations can use to turn their confusing Excel spreadsheets into an actionable decision that a manager can act on without having to analyze anything. Uh, nudges are personality specific. They evolve to become aware of employees' cares and motivations. So a sales lead that's motivated by productivity gets a different nudge than a sales lead who's motivated by relationships, essentially making assessments actionable. At the same time, we've combined uh, recommendations from consultants, so the expensive per hour consultants, into actions that the AI can recommend quickly. So AI can generate recommendations to make sure that what that expensive consultant says gets followed through on the team level and not just on a high level organization. So it's a flexible core engine patent pending. We've built models that can be applied to nudge students to do their homework. If they're competitive, they get a nudge. 10% uh, of your classmates have done your, their homework. We've developed nudges that reminds people to take their medicine. 
and we've developed nudges that reminds people or helps companies collect their bills in such a way that people are more likely to pay more and pay on time. So the future of work is not technology or data collection. It's at the intersection between AI and behavioral science, AI and people. And Nudget is a technology that starts with empowering people. Uh, so this is who we are as a team. We've had over 20 years of machine learning and behavioral science experience. We're, um, we're working with uh, ASTAR, the Association of Science, Technology and Research uh, in Singapore to develop and license the cutting edge behavioral technologies to really change how people work and to really give people the opportunity to empower themselves through technology. At the same time, we're developing for Microsoft, um, the Microsoft Teams solution, which has over 100 plus million users. And it's going to be at $5 per user in terms of a subscription. So empower them, uh, nudge it, empowers people, and it helps companies empower in the COVID era and after in with organizations that not just look at technology, but combine technology and people to change the way we work. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you so much. Uh, do we have any questions? Hi, can yeah, I have a question? Oh, maybe you go first. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, the business model, Kathleen? Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so is a we're charging on an API basis, and what we're doing is we're plugging it into uh, tools like Microsoft Teams and Slack. So it's easy to plug in, and then people just go through a payment gateway and then pay $5 per user to get their team set up. Then they take a personality test that sort of matches them to an AI agent based on how they work, their productivity habits, and so on. And, and would you say that these uh, most of the implementations require a, still a significant amount of customization or? Uh, no. Uh, basically, once we plug it into Microsoft, we're doing a plug and play setup. So people just uh, um, buy the solution uh, on the Microsoft uh, workplace. We're looking at uh, integrating with Salesforce as well for Slack. So they just buy the application and then they start charging on $5 per month on their credit card, and then they get to run it on their productivity platform. Hi, uh, Catherine, I have a question. Uh, when you talk about like behavioral science, uh, maybe I missed that part. Um, sure. Is there, is it evidence-based? Like, uh, I mean, and oh. under what context would it be considered <laughs> okay. like desired behavior? Yeah. All right. So when we talk behavior, it's usually aligned towards a KPI that an organization wants to achieve. The basic one would be more sales or they make more calls a day in terms of a sales funnel. But most of them are easy to measure. And the harder to measure ones are very difficult to understand and measure correctly. So what we do is we start with personality based with the philosophy that it's easy to train for skill, not so much if you're training for attitude. So we help companies identify things like what are the leadership traits that their top performing salespeople have. So we benchmark, for example, top sales performers uh, tend to be more conscientious. They tend to be more open to experience. And then we basically have the AI develop something called a profile, a success profile 
So the key thing here is um, we encourage companies to have flexible definitions of success. There's no one right answer for what makes a good talent. So we usually have different combinations. And then the system helps the company capture and understand what makes those different combinations work. So Kathleen, could in you have a bunch of you have a bunch of clients you've worked with. Um, I didn't hear. Are they all paying clients? Are you? Yes. They're all paying clients. Okay. Yes. Can I? Can you? Can you? Can you share what your what your revenue run rate is right now? Um, are you talking MRR? Uh, we're Whichever you use, whatever you use as a okay. revenue metric. Uh, we're targeting around uh, 50 to 60,000 within the next two quarters, MRR. MRR, okay, okay, yeah. great, great, great. So um, I, I, I love the idea in, in terms of data and results. You see, you, you said 600% and 500%. That was a yeah. case study where you measured the outcomes. Yes. How many of your nudges are directed the how many of your nudges are directed to people around the person versus the person? Um, so what we do is we try to balance it out. So for example, if I only meet my supplier once a week, I'm not gonna get nudged every day. I only need to get nudged once a week. So we have the personal nudges, uh, very personalizable. The co person can adjust. Right. Uh, in terms of behavior change, it's usually a 50-50 combination. What we've noticed from the studies is um, if the boss gets nudged three times a day, uh, the subordinate wants to get nudged six times a day just to have the appearance that they're on top of their work. But uh, what we've realized is uh, a lot of it depends on dynamics. So we nudge the manager as well on how their subordinates want to be nudged. Like if you're going to tell the person like 10 times to do something, but they only require one thing, we, also, we were able to use the assessments captured by the company to tell the manager um, you shouldn't... Um, call on Kathleen so much because she's a quiet but efficient worker. So things like that. Okay. And can I turn it off if I'm tired of being nudged? Yes, you can turn it off. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, maybe another quick questions from the judges in the room? Yes. Uh, hi, Kathleen. Can you talk about how your product is uh, going to be or is already uh, integrated with other productivity tools um, so that it's more of a seamless thing rather than a additional, you know, side thing. Okay. Uh, right now we're developing it as an API-based product and plugin. So uh, as long as uh, people can interact with our API documentation, uh, and we're building for Microsoft Teams already. So once we're, we do that, a lot of the things that we need to do do only once and then we can integrate for things like slack um facebook for business if anybody uses that sorry uh and other products to basically make sure that it's seamless but we also have a baseline app or a bot that you can introduce into whatsapp or facebook messenger if you want the personal one just for you so the key thing here is we're really building it as an AI product. And when you talk AI product, it's less about the data collection and data ingestion points. It's more about building an intelligent experience that people can 
um, relate to. So it's really not about data inputs anymore. It's about creating um, a seamless and authentic experience for the people who are using the tool. So it's really chatbot. You can deploy it on WhatsApp, uh, relatively flexible. Uh, and then it's plugged in. It's a plug-in for Microsoft Teams and Slack. Uh, then just a quick follow-up. When you say it's a plug-in and things like that, is it a push or pull? Can a push or pull? Can you initiate the integration, or do you have to work with Microsoft or Facebook or things like that to get your product integrated? Oh, so we've had the opportunity to work with Microsoft under the Emerge X program, and they've been really helpful in terms of helping us integrate the, with the technology and making sure that we have all the tools we need. So uh, for Microsoft, so I have to, uh, what, from what Microsoft said, they can actually help us market the tool once it's on their ecosystem. So it basically is targeted towards existing team clients, which is increasing at a rapid pace. And then uh, basically the team clients basically uh, just connected the plugin and they're able to use it on their system. All right, thank you so much, Najee team, joining us from Philippines. All right, thank you have so a much. nice day, everyone. Take care. All right. All right. A kind reminder for the judges, please uh, make sure you are scoring the teams so far. Next up, let's give the stage to Dormiao joining us on this, uh, in Chengdu venue. Okay, thank you, Chuaxi. Hello, everyone. My name is Ling, represents for Dormiao Core LTD as an uh, artificial intelligence company in pet industry. All right, let's start with the pain points of pet owners. According to our research, generally pet owners will have to face three big issues every day and they cannot do too much on this. Uh, luckily, due to the development of the IoT devices, people have less to do on the, uh, the first pain point. But today's IoT devices are unable to deal with a complex situation, uh, still remain a big issue. Secondly, uh, pet owners generally do not have professional knowledge if their pet gets sick. And uh, we believe this will be uh, uh, the most significant problem for uh, pet owners in the future. Lastly, lacking enough time to company with your pet and uh, uh, due to your work is quite common in today's world. Uh, therefore, our customers are quite eagerly to find a remotely way to interact with your pet and uh, make sure your pet be happy in the room. So what is our solution? Our solution is embedding artificial intelligence uh, technology into the IoT devices such as fader, monitor, etc. We improve its performance and make it more reliable. For example, uh, using the voice recognition algorithm as an example, we, uh, uh, we detect the, uh, analyze the pass sound and uh, detect the emotion status. And the outcome will send to the uh, pet owners uh, and pet, pet owners will finally know to interact with your pet and uh, reduce their anxiety. I'll introduce more details about the voice algorithm uh, in next night. Uh, please have a look of the next, next side. This is a product demo we made last month. It clearly demonstrates we have an accurate classification on various sounds. Uh, and uh, we can get the information from the, uh, uh, from, from, from the uh, from, from their emotion status based on each label we put on the sounds previously. Uh, so how's, the, uh, how's this application will change the world? If we look at the right, right, uh, the right side, this is a, a, a pad monitor, a dog in front of a pad monitor. 
uh, in traditional way, people can only use it when they open the app. But in our case, uh, pets can make his phone call, just like human beings. If they feel sad, uh, they make the sound, and the noise will be detected by the devices and analyzed by the algorithm. Then uh, uh, the, we will have a, the outcome will send to the, uh, the owners and uh, remind the owners to uh, get in touch with their pets. Uh, and also, we did a comparison between our project and uh, the the, the products in the market. Uh, clearly, you can you can find out none of them have such an emotion detect detecting functions, and they still remain a passive interact. And from this radar map, we can say uh, Domio presents a high degree of uh, innovativity compared with other companies, but lacking manufacturing uh, resources, selling resources, remaining are limitations. So. It is quite important for us to uh, overcome this, uh, to fulfill this gap. Our, our method is signing a strategical pa uh, partnership with a uh, traditional manufacturer, IoT manufacturer. I'll introduce more in the next two slides. So um, in a few months ago, we, uh, we are invited to, to, present a, uh, to, to attend a pet exhibition in Shenzhen. Luckily, we gain a lot of uh, corporate intention from various companies, such as pet stores, IoT companies, and even the host institution of this event. And uh, uh, those, those are some companies we are currently negotiating with. In this slide, I will focus on introduce the Wellturn. Uh, Wellturn uh, is, uh, will be, uh, soon will be our strategical partnership, and uh, they have 16,000 or uh, 1,600 offline distributors in the US, and they uh, the, the sales per product per month can maximally reach 80,000. And they will in charge of the hardware designing, manufacturing, selling for free. Uh, uh, in this way, one product equals uh, one user. Uh, we, we, we can uh, focus our, our users in the platform will have a steady increase in the last six months. On the other hand, uh, Domio also have 10% share, profit share of, of, the, uh, of each product being sold. Uh, by doing so, we can generate maximum 600,000 per, per product per month, and uh, we can also uh, generate 80,000 uh, 80, new users uh, each month. Uh, and this, uh, and uh, we, we also estimate that we, we, uh, our company will uh, gradually become a, a from IoT company to a digital platform in only one year. Until now, uh, uh, we are summarized overall investment is around one million. The majority goes to RD, as you can say. And we estimate our company will generate uh, income in the next six months, and uh, uh, the, those revenue will be enough to cover all flexible costs. Uh, and if you have like a investment plan, uh, you can also choose to invest three million as an exchange of 10% share. Uh, we, most of them will use it in the RD and marketing. Thanks. Yes, uh, do we have any questions? Can we switch back to the Zoom page so everybody can see the judges? Are the judges here? So just to be clear, you are still in development. You have not launched yet. Is that what, what, is that what I'm seeing? Uh, yes, yes, yes. We, we are still in development, but uh, those developments are ready to the market. And uh, we just settled down this like, a strategical partnership with a like, mutual IoT manufacturer. Yeah, uh, I have a question. So, what kind of data do you uh, do you collect, and, uh, and which parts, which sensors do you do you need to connect those data? Uh, 
Okay, actually in our designing system, we, ha we have a bunch of data, and data lead to collect such as like uh, temperature, sound, and behavior. Uh, but uh, as our plan, we will, we will choose to step, step by step to, to, uh, to take it down. And in, in this moment, we are doing the voice, uh, voice recalculation, so we just need to, uh, to detect the, the voice. And uh, we also have some, uh, just like I said, we have fa fashion recalculation, so we, we can analyze the, the, the face of the cat. And also we have the appetizing algorithm. This one is used to guide the, how to fade up uh, pets or dog go go fat go go singer or or, or go or go to a obesity if the, the the user like, and those data majority come from some come from the public data. Uh, for example, the appetizing most of using uh, to predict in the calorie. So uh, from the majority from the this like open book, and uh, for for the those like. Uh, Voice recognition. We have we, we cooperate with the uh, IoT device, device uh, manufacturers. They provide the hardware. Those hardware uh, take the uh, send those data to us. Yeah. Hi. Uh, that's a very uh, interesting idea. Um, so, is your algorithm based on um, given is AI and machine learning a massive amount of data? And what is that? Uh, the, the basically the turning point. How many cats or how many Test data you have to connect, oh. or you have an underneath engine which have been pre-loaded with a certain algorithm. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's the most funny part because we uh, we we can say we can we are the first mover in Chinese market, and uh, to be honest, there's no no such abundant data we can collect with. Uh, and until now, for the voice recognition, uh, generally we have around thousands to ten thousands. But uh, to be honest, as, as an algorithm, it's still lack of data. Um, our plan is using the, uh, the, uh, the, the hardware to, to, uh, like to, to collect those data daily and uh, to, run this mo uh, to run this model again. This is, uh, this is also one part of our uh, first mover advantage because uh, as an algorithm, the data is quite important to training, training your, your model. Uh, the more data we get, the, the more accuracy this, this model is, so. Yeah, to, to that point, what's the, um, maybe the, the, the minimum? How many data points or how, how many um, paths that would enable you to have a workable model? Uh, it's uh, based on case. Uh, for the facial recognition, you you maybe you need uh, more than thousands, but for the voice recognition, you just need thousands sample. Sample uh, doesn't necessarily have to be uh, one cat each. So you, you you can like one cat can generate at least six six, six type of so sounds. That that would be six uh, six sample. Only does uh, on the scale the thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too many. Yeah, yeah. Thousands to training a minimum model and run it to make it more accurately. Then uh, we we can training training into training again because uh, collecting collecting data is quite uh, is impossible for for us to uh, to uh, in this stage. So our, our plan is uh, to design a hardware to uh, collect the data when the when the user using it. Um. Quick question on your business model. Now, I, I understand that your business model right now is, is based on licensing, right, the product. Now, it seems to me that this is rather a smaller part of the bigger, you know, pet care pie. 
have you considered other things like you know offering promotion products for pet food, health insurance, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? If I can show the PowerPoint, can can I show the? Okay, okay. So based, uh, our, our business plan actually divided into stage, uh, three stage. Uh, the first stage is IoT device. So what what we are currently to do? The second stage is B two B and P two C platform. Uh, this is a platform device uh, designed to uh, help the 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 no-coners to find their society to uh, to to find to find help and or or to to do some second-hand uh, tra transaction. And the third stage will be a our own brand, uh, such as uh, the pet food, because we are uh, we start with the algorithm uh, artificial intelligence company. The algorithm will uh, will like usually give the gives our customers a good view that we uh, all of our uh, our product come with a uh, like precisely uh, algorithm. So uh, we, we were like suddenly reducing the anxiety about the, the, the quality of the product. Uh, that's what, what, what I was thinking about, just using one year to become a platform and using additional uh, three or four years to, uh, to start our own brand. All right, I think that's all the questions. Thank you so much, Domio. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a production of Industry Pods in association with Evergreen Podcasts Network. Hear this and other industry pods at evergreenpodcasts.com, your favorite podcast app, or listen at industrypods.com for your number one virtual conference podcast experience.